welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are going to have to get, we're going to have to get a, can't this coffee shop grow? Can we expand? We need a bigger arena. We're ruining it. No, no, we're ruining it. This coffee shop. the Great American Ballpark? How about that? There we go. We were there last week. And yeah. we were on the jumbotron. Did oh you see God. that? I, I heard eating. They, oh, oh they got you eating. <laughs> no, well, they don't tell you ahead of time. Oh, it was not a pretty picture. <laughs> Seen you well, eat. Tr- right. Trust me, it wasn't because of me. Hey, by the way, Jerry's gonna. We're gonna push Jerry a little later in the show to talk about remedies, solutions to this. Trump mess, it just never, by the half day, there are new headlines. Every, you know, you what? don't even get through a day. Something happened with Trump? Oh, my God. <laughs> right? And then we it's also shocking. have Mark Mandeville and Rayanne Richards yeah. from Massachusetts mm. touring through the area. A couple awesome folk singers that we're going to be hearing from. But, Megan, I got to tell First of all, let's hear from Megan Hill. We don't see much of Megan, no. right, Jerry? She is not here. We often. finally have an African American co-host. What? 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 <laughs> Megan, oh, I, I got need... tan. Oh, because oh, you are awful. Well, even that is kind of oh my no, no. Let's just move on from that. <laughs> I was like, where is Megan, he going? With uh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Megan, we have more emails about you than anybody on this show, and here's one, <laughs> and, it can't, and I can't read them all, but I pick one out here uh, from Sarah from Boise, Idaho. Oh. I hope Megan is back tonight. Well, it's obvious, Sarah, she is. There are people who watch on Facebook Live and yeah. who listen on the live stream and others hear us in yeah. the archive. hope Megan is back tonight. Well, she is. Hi, she Sarah. seems like a calming force. I agree. <laughs> when I watch on Facebook Live, I notice she is on her phone a lot. <laughs> who is she talking to? Now, before Anybody you answer, but these two. Yeah, yeah, right. Anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. No, it's not. Yes, it Constantly is. Constantly on Because I'm not Constantly. looking over you. You're on the phone Constantly. Well, whole time. Certainly not during one of my rants. Only, that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> you have a rant? When did this yeah, start? <laughs> and by the way, that's a... That's okay. I mean, we have said to you, because we it's, know what this you're This is doing. research. It's, yes, I am on research. the phone, Sarah. Yeah. Maybe if you go back in the archives. Yeah. Gene gave me permission many, many, many Long months ago, ago to talk. be on my phone. Talk, girl, talk. I mean, text, girl, <laughs> to, text. To be on my phone, to be on Christian Mingle. Yes. J-Date. J-Date. Yes. <laughs> no, farmers J-date. only, farmers not farmers' only. daughter. But, farmers you're, but you're on. Uh, and yes. We're not going to say trolling for dates, but we're going to say, but we're gonna say you, you have a... Uh, you're out there, as we say, yeah. and that's perfectly fine. So that's yeah. what I'm doing, Sarah. I'm literally going through Christian cool. Mingle. Cool. <laughs> David's wa- David Proust is waving. Hold on, guys. Not hey, fellas. Uh, David's waving his arm. I was What's wondering up? if we could take a call from a longtime listener. Um, the guy's name is Dr. Greg Schrand, and he's wondering if he could take a couple minutes to talk about his website. What is his website? So we'll decide we're going to take him uh, on. It's called Ask the Lifeguard. Holy moly. What, he's Hold a, on a second. Wait, That's he's a lifeguard. He's I'm going to punch up on my iPad. For, what's a doctor listening to us for? Oh, my right? God. Look at this. Better question. He's got... <laughs> let's look at this. This guy has a web... Do you remember we had a... I don't want to call it a bit because that cheapens it. 
We had a segment. <laughs> we are nothing. No, we're it's not, not cheap. cheap. <laughs> we nothing. had a segment called "Ask the Cuban Socialist." We did. Oh, that's right. right. We had um, Jesus on. That Jesus right. is an yes. actual Cuban. lives it, Lives his whole life in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. Still lives what, there. What? Other than a fake Cuban? Right. Well, no. no. Well, I mean, he's not a Cuban immigrant to the United States. Right. He he's lives still in there Cuba. As, yeah. as and we talk, has, as we speak, you know, constantly, and he's like. 30 something or 40, whatever. And he has became a friend of ours he because did. he when was we our guide. And Which we got back a year guy. ago yesterday from I Cuba. Know. Wow. You right. almost didn't, but the I, rest of I us. I know, right? Back. I almost didn't get back a year ago. But Jesus, we, we did a session, and we should do more of them yeah. called Ask the Cuban Socialists. And people emailed in and they asked questions, and it was pretty informative. It was almost like a public service. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, askthelifeguard.com looks. Boy, it looks legit. Holy, this guy has a PhD in medieval literature, but he's a professional lifeguard. As do most lifeguards, as I understand. That's, you think that's so? usually how that life path goes. <laughs> that's yeah. how they go. Because yeah. you're in HR. Right, too. Exactly. <laughs> I'm in about, HR. That's exactly. about the only place it goes. It's just amazing. <laughs> and uh, people write in and they ask questions. I'm going to do what something. Would you, what question would you ask? A Lifeguard. Well, let's How find was your out. How day? Any Listeners any people? and viewers people on Facebook too. Live. Email me right now, gene at jerryspringer.com, gene, J-E-N-E, at jerryspringer.com. If you have a question for a lifeguard, if you send them right now, and if in the next 30 seconds I get some, we will read some. Oh, I'm sure they have it's questions pretty, at the top of their head. Well, let's find out. Yeah. <laughs> and before we bring on, what's his name again? Greg Schrand. Dr. Greg, Greg Schrand. There, there, there it is. Uh, by the way. <laughs> what? You know lifeguards. Well, I, I, Yeah. So you know uh, the Hoff, Dennis, oh, right. David Hasselhoff, right. Oh, oh, yeah. and you know Pamela Anderson. In uh, a certain way. You know, <laughs> and they are not lifeguards. biblically. I was going to say, not in the biblical her. sense, let's hope, yeah. for her. How do, you, oh, I how did. do you know them? Well, actually, uh, well, Hassel, uh, the Hoff. Hold on one second. Dr. Oh, Schrand, yes, are you there? Him. We could be insulting him. Good evening, the lifeguard. All right. Hold on one second, Dr. Schramm. We do want to ask you a couple questions. I'm getting emails instantly. This is interesting. T is, tell is us, there Dave something I can say first? Yeah, sure. go ahead. <laughs> he paid for the I call. I would like to say, long-time caller, first-time listener. Oh, see, that's a fact. <laughs> I, we love that. I see what you did there. I see well, what you did. That's the first time we've heard that. That's pretty like good. It. Hey, Dr. <laughs> Schramm, hold on a second. We want to circle back and ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Uh, sure. Pamela Anderson, how do you know her? Well, uh, two ways. One, I was on, uh, you know, the comedy uh, channel has the roasts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I was one of the roasters of David Hasselhoff. Wow. Her co-lifeguard. Yes. Uh, and it, Somewhere, right. I guess, on the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, on, right. And um, all I remember, the one thing I remember saying, because um, everyone was making fun of the movies and shows that Hasselhoff has been in. Yeah. None of which won an Oscar. Right. Uh, I know. Did your movie? I was going to uh, say, how, Ring how does Ringmaster yeah. do? Yeah, that went Oscar. <laughs> I, mean, I don't oh, remember. Yeah. Oscar yeah. The only guy that came to the movie was Oscar Schwartz. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. saw it. So he was got great. No, I, I said to David that, you know, the best thing he'd been in was Pamela Anderson. But what I meant was. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow, like low down. Wow, Jerry. Testing. <laughs> it was a joke at a Whoa. roast. <laughs> Whoa. Ouch. No, I actually was in a, a uh, she had a television show, Pamela yeah. Anderson. She was a detective on the beach. What's the name of it? Oh, that's, um, that's not a joke. Oh, I'm thinking of her it's, movie. 
Barbed Wire was a movie. Yeah, Barbed Wire was a movie. No, it was, she was a uh, security guard. She was a security guard on the beach, and I I was a guest on the show that week. And somehow, and this is a God's truth story, we were taping, and I was on a four-wheeler with her, racing along the sand and along the beach, and then the scene was we're being chased by people and they're shooting and the four-wheeler tips over and I roll off with Pamela Anderson and that was the scene. And, well, there's the scene where we're both huddled together. This yeah. is true. Mm. The tabloids, we didn't see them, but they're over the dunes taking a picture of me and Pamela Anderson on the beat. I swear to God. Huddled up, as we say. And they ran this picture in the papers about me and Pamela Anderson, which on its face is absurd. I was going to say, who bought that? No offense. Love you, Chair. Well, Mickey did. (laughs) No, she didn't. How is that? No, she didn't. (laughs) She bought it. Oh, and and really, I mean, it was amazing. They didn't say in running the story, they honestly, they did not say that we were shooting an episode of the show. The opposite of what tabloids do. Back in the the 90s. And she was probably pretty comfortable on the beach because she is a professional lifeguard, as is Dr. Schrantz. Yeah, look at these. I want to hear his best story. Wait, wait, hold on. There are questions pouring in. Guys on the phone. Here's one, Tim from Columbus, Ohio. This just came in to Gene at jerryspringer.com. Ask the lifeguard. Question, uh, can we call you Dr. Schran? I mean, we should respect your, you have a doctorate, do you not? And it says on your website, Medieval Literature? That's correct. All right. Here's the question, Dr. Schran, from Tim, Columbus, Ohio. What is that white stuff you guys wear on your noses? Oh, yeah, sure. That's very common. In lifeguard terminology, we call it bongo butter. Bongo butter. Bongo okay. butter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. I appreciate but, it. But what it actually is, it's anything you can coat on your nose to keep it from burning. Okay. Or zinc oxide. That is, that is downright fascinating, anything, doctor. You rip off half a match pack and fold it lengthwise and stick it on your nose and hold it on with your sunglasses. That's another way of doing it. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Megan, you just came back from a cruise. I did. Did the cruise have swimming pools? They did. Did they have lifeguards? They did, yes. Do you have anything you want to tell us? I do not. Okay, we're just asking. <laughs> Fair enough, not Megan. Not even a little bit. Fair see? enough. We're just asking the question. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Let's look at this. This is from, wow, Simba from Los Angeles. Have you ever refused to give someone life-saving mouth-to-mouth because of how they looked or smelled? <laughs> That's so L.A., isn't it? Somebody would be concerned. I'm sorry, I can't save you. You're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've only had to do that three times, and uh, I never refused. You really can't. Okay. Because you could be sued if you're okay. trained to do that and being paid to do it. Okay. Here's a question having Doctor, to do with your job. You're giving a serious answer. Well, he is serious. He's a like. Well, what do you expect? A professional lifeguard is going to come on and do like a comedy bit or something? What's with you? <laughs> Good lord. Do you get a lot of record? Do you get asked a lifeguard? Do people really write in to you? I mean, go to your website. Do you have a a following? A following. Uh, 
yeah, I get uh, some of the same people repeating different questions, but most of the time they ask me more about medieval literature. Well, hold sometimes, on. <laughs> sometimes they ask me how I could get a job if, if I major in medieval literature. Become a lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. How do you get a job if you major in medieval literature? Well, there's, it's wide open. Uh, <laughs> since, I my, since I got my doctorate, I have been a lifeguard, I've sold shoes, and I've been a toxic waste disposal worker. There you go. So there's Why? a there lot of opportunity for medievalists. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, here's a, here's a question on that. This is from Jackie from Austin, Texas. It's a two-part question. Well, you just answered the first one. What jobs did your PhD in medieval yeah. literature prepare you for? And the second yeah. part is, <laughs> what's with the ye-like in signs that say ye old ice cream shop. <laughs> What's with that ye thing? <laughs> that why? Well, thing? actually, it's not ye. Okay. It's the. Oh. Y E is the. Got it. That's because, well, this is a lot of information. I'll try to do it quickly. You know, Gutenberg invented the printing press around 14. 55. Something like that. Yeah. And then the first English printer was Caxton about 20 years later. Well, that's just about all the time thank we you, have. Sir. Thank you for all of so, but, <laughs> but thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. And everybody, go to, go to that website if you get really, a chance. Really, truly. Holy cow. Hey, one last question. Again, our listeners are really Have you ever, <laughs> one questioner asked if you've ever taken advantage of your, uh, well, here, this is Tyrone, oh, Charlotte, North Carolina. There. When you lifeguarded along the Atlantic Ocean, because they see on your website that that's where some of your, you did what they call, I guess you call, deep water lifeguarding. <laughs> did you ever take a free meal and by doing so abuse the prestige of being a lifesaver? Well, uh, I would take a free meal once or twice a week there was a local church trying to convert us all, and they would invite us to dinner. So uh, we'd, we'd have to behave right before the meal started yep. and, listen, and listen to a little talk after dinner. All right. Well, that it seems was very fair. crowded with lifeguards on the nights they had steak. <laughs> yeah, I bet. All right, let's hear it for hey, Ask the Doctor. That was very good. Very good. Thank you, Doctor. Very informative. And yeah. we urge everybody, go to AskTheLifeGuard.com. Yeah. It's a great website. Thank you. That was great. Um, and now that summer's coming, it, 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 it's appropriate. Well, I think this is a, yeah, this was was a good very public well, service to have done this. Very I mean, well. And good for you for well, scheduling this. Oh, thank you. Again, I mean, it really, again, <laughs> again, Gene comes through. What's my job, Megan? It's what sure I do. Is. It sure is. It, it's how what, I do. You what know? did you get I mean, your degree in? Well, English literature. Well, see, there you go. Matter of fact, yeah. it turns out. And I, learned, I may call him back after the show and get the rest of the story on that ye being the. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know about that printing job, press you get your thing. 15-something. I didn't know any of that stuff. That stuff's very interesting to me. Yeah. I can listen to that stuff all night. You know? Oh, Jesus. Get a Guinness and just listen <laughs> just to Just tell those. me about oh, oh, medieval God. literature You're a story. sad, sad man, Gene Galvin. What, is, what the heck is the solution with Donald Trump? It never... Oh, by the way, before you respond to that, everybody go to our website, jerryspringer.com. If you haven't seen it, 
we recorded on, in video uh, in a studio setting Jerry Springer making a statement about the repeal and replace of Obamacare done by the House of Representatives. Yes, it's going to go to the Senate now, <clears throat> and they're really going to bore down on it. But it's the first of what might be a number of uh, televised commentaries, if we can call them that, something you did yeah, for years. Yeah, every once in a while there's a real hot issue. Yep. Um, I'll do a video commentary yeah. on it. and. Just a point of view to love it. It's very good. Debate, argue, whatever. But so if you go to jerryspringer.com on your cell phone, an iPad, laptop, whatever, uh, it's prominent, and I think it would be something you'd really like to see, and others will follow. So really, uh, the latest today, Jerry, as we were driving over here, is really kind of a bombshell, where the New York Times has broken a story where apparently Comey. Uh, wrote a memo after a meeting he had with Trump back in February that said that Trump said some things to him that some are interpreting as a, a, a breach of law, uh, legally inappropriate. Others are saying it's politically damaging if it doesn't go as far as that. And that's just another in a stream of things, the firing of FBI director, et cetera, et cetera. It never ends. W do you have set of us just constantly bitching about this guy? What are the solutions? Yeah, um, I'll probably talk more about the Comey memo a little more next week, but today touch on it only in terms of this continuing pattern of uh, dangerous behavior to our Constitution, to our national security, Overall, the bigger issue right now might be, you know, in this last week, the fact that President Trump divulged or gave classified top-secret information to the Russians in a meeting that the American press was excluded from, only the Russian press was permitted to be there. And the information he gave was highly classified, as we now know. There is no debate about that. And that information, the substance of it, even though he didn't, in giving this information, talk about the methods and of the source of this secret information, which had to do with ISIS, by giving the substance of what the intelligence was, the Russians now would be able to figure out who would have been the source of that and what methods were used to find out about this, which all of a sudden put in jeopardy the lives of these agents and also think of the negative consequences. By giving this classified information, which with anybody else had done it would have been a crime, in some cases maybe even treasonous, but certainly a crime, to the Russians, which compromised our way of getting information in the future, in fighting ISIS, in fighting terrorism, the people's lives, are now in danger because 
these other countries will be able to, and the terrorists will be able to figure out, you know, we, there could be someone involved in ISIS. Now has been, the cover has been blown. So that person's life, when ISIS finds out about this, all they have to do is now and watch on television or listen to what the Russians tell them. The Russians got this secret information that hasn't been on television. The Russians will tell them. And why won't the Russians tell them? The Russians will tell them because the Russians are not our ally. And it's not as if the Russians are, you know, we're not talking about the Cold War. We're not talking about the Russians aren't going to nuke us tomorrow. That's not the realistic threat. The fact is that there's conflict in the Middle East, which is the basis for much of the terrorism that's going on in the world. And Russia is an ally of Iran, and Russia is an ally of Syria, propping up Assad and Hezbollah. And so what Trump did is he told the Russians how we got our information, what's going to happen next, and we've basically given away a secret that was given to us by one of our allies, and that ally which people suspect is now Israel, didn't give permission to America to give that information away. They were doing us a favor. How do we protect ourselves against terrorism? How do we protect ourselves against these attacks? It's through this intelligence network. Other countries, particularly those in the Middle East, sharing their information with us. And so what does Trump do? Whatever relationship he has going with the Russians now, and that has to be investigated, but whatever the reason for his relationship with the Russians, he's now giving them the information that could threaten the security of the United States of America. It's horrible. And yet, as horrible as this is, it is not a crime. Why? Because the President of the United States is the one person that can declassify any intelligence just by talking. Anybody else is not allowed to share classified information unless you have that security clearance. But the President, just by telling someone, all of a sudden it's not classified anymore. So the President cannot be prosecuted even if he puts America in danger, which he now has. And so the question then becomes, as every day there's something else about what he's doing, what now becomes the question is, how do we stop this? If it's not a crime, how do we stop Trump from doing all these things which damage the security of the United States, not to mention our Constitution? Well... The first thing that has to be done is you have to have an independent commission or an independent prosecutor. With all this information about Trump and the Russians, and uh, whether you're, you're talking about uh, Sally Yates, whether you're uh, uh, talking about uh, Carter Page, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, all the connections with the Russians, national security, all of this. And if I'm Donald Trump and I did nothing wrong, why wouldn't I want an independent investigation to show there's nothing there? There is no conceivable argument
for not having a special prosecutor unless you're afraid that you really did do something wrong and you don't want the American people to find out about it and you don't want to be punished for it. That's the only conceivable argument. Now, so we have a special prosecutor. We run into this problem. The only way a president can be removed from office if he's found guilty of things is impeachment. It's the only remedy. Other people you can send to jail. You could get Paul Manafort and, and, and the rest of them if, there's, if they did something that's illegal and it's proven to be such. Those people can go to jail. Those people can be fined. You can't punish a president while he's in office. Your only remedy, if you think he's a threat to the country and he's violated the law, is you can have impeachment. But here's the problem. You can only impeach a president, barring a finding of insanity, and we can joke about that, but technically that's not going to work because in order to remove a president because you think he's insane or something like that, there's such a complicated procedure. The vice president has to go to the cabinet. All the cabinet officials have to vote for it. Then it has to go to the Senate. There has to be a finding, not that you didn't like his policies, not that you think he's dangerous for the country. You have to find that he's absolutely insane. So that, wipe that off the books. That's not going to happen. So really, the only remedy, if you find that Trump is a threat to the country, is impeachment. But how do you get impeachment? You see... Any other person, if you are charged with a crime, you're indicted, then you have, a, let's say, a jury determine your guilt or innocence. And what is the first thing you do when you convene a jury? You have what they call voir dire. You go and ask every one of the potential jurors, do you have a conflict? Do you know one of the parties in this suit? Um, have you ever been in a similar situation as the defendant? All these questions. If you've ever been called for jury duty or you ever watched Perry Mason, you know, you know exactly how that's done. Voir dire. It's the process by which both sides get to make sure that the people that ultimately sit on the jury are not partisan, are not biased, and can look at the facts and make a decision based just on what is presented at the trial. That's what a jury is for guilt or innocence. Impeachment is just the opposite because the jury, first of all, the people that bring the indictment is the Congress, the members of the Congress, and they are by definition partisan. They're either Democrat or Republican or, you know, an independent, but they're partisan politicians. The jury that ultimately, let's say there is an indictment by the House, then the Senate has to vote guilt or innocence. It's like Clinton was impeached, that was the indictment by the Congress, but when it went before the Senate, they didn't have the votes to find him guilty. So he was not removed from office. So if you do this with Trump, it's partisans who will decide whether or not there is an indictment. The Senate is all partisan as well. Every one of them is a politician of a particular political party. So you're going to have partisans voting on guilt or innocence. What I'm saying is, unlike a criminal trial, impeachment is purely a political trial. So your question was, what's the remedy then? 
because we have a Republican Congress and we have a Republican Senate and the chances of getting two-thirds of the Senate, which is what you would need for a conviction of impeachment, you're not going to get two-thirds of the Republic, you know, of the Senate to, uh, to vote unless there's a smoking gun someplace. I mean, a real, you know, that's how they got Nixon out. They had the tapes and then Nixon resigned before they actually got to the vote. But you're not going to get that. So therefore, the remedy is this. We, the people, ultimately will choose the jury in next year's election, 2018. In your votes for Congress, in your votes for the Senate, you will be deciding. You won't be voting necessarily for impeachment because, you know, there has to be a fair, you know, we got, what if he hasn't done anything wrong other than he's not the brightest person in the world and you don't like his policies? But if you really think he has committed a crime because impeachment, you need high crimes or misdemeanors. You can't impeach someone according to the Constitution, just because you don't like their policies. There has to be a, the allegation, which then the Senate would agree with, of either high crime or misdemeanors. So we are choosing this jury of congressmen and senators that will vote on this, if necessary, in 2018, next year. So when you get depressed and say, what can we possibly do as citizens, that is what you can do. That doesn't mean that some people won't vote for Republicans because you may feel that there's a very honest person as a Republican that will be totally fair about this. If you're living in Arizona, I'll vote for McCain. He's an honest man, whatever. And he would give a fair judgment to it. But that's what is now in our hands. We can't just whine about what's going on. The 2018 elections, think about it. Of all your anger at Trump, if you have that, your only voice is who you vote for Congress and the Senate in 2018. Because those are the people that will decide if there is going to be impeachment, if there are grounds for it, and then the guilt or innocence. That's the only jury left. All right, we're going to ask Mark Mendeville. I have one more Pamela Anderson no. story. <laughs> and Ray Ann Richards to step up to the mic. And as they're uh, getting set, let me tell you a little bit about them. And we're going to talk to them here in a minute. But uh, Mark and Ray Ann are touring musicians from the great state of Massachusetts. And they're involved in a really cool project, uh, Foot Supporting the Arts in Small Towns, uh, they've got a walking tour thing that they do, and we're going to ask them about that between songs. Let's give them a round of applause. Yes. Mark and Rayanne, and their first song is called Hard Times and Woes, written by Mark Mendeville. And uh, let's hear it, guys, and we'll talk on the other side of it. There'll be hard times. There'll be woes along both sides of the road There'll be times when giving up Seems like the ending always told Be it heaven or be it gold 
quench the thirst inside your soul. May faith stay in the saddle as you ride off in the morning. If there's a way and there's a means, you must take the reins and ride. Though your horse might be a wild one, you hold on tight. Be it tame or be it mild, you must take the reins and ride. Clench your fists onto the bridle and hold on tight. sun flares down and burns your skin and when the dust kicks up clouds rise when the wind blows sideways and the night falls cold when your heart hangs heavy and it sinks down low there'll be hard times there'll be woes along both sides There'll be times when giving up seems like the ending always told. Be it heaven or be it gold, to quench your thirst inside your soul. May faith stay in the saddle as you ride off in the morning. That's Mark and Rayanne. And by the way, you can hear their music at markandrayanne.com. Let me spell Rayanne. Mark is M-A-R-K. And Rayanne is R-A-I-A-N-N-E. So markandrayanne.com. Great. Do you remember, Jerry, back in the 60s when the whole folk scare was going on, as uh, our friend Harold uh, calls it, uh, this big folk music resurgence in the 1960s, way before you yeah. guys were born? There was a group, a duo called Ian and Sylvia. Oh, yeah. You guys know of them? We love their music. All yeah. right. Yeah. Got a lot of their records. I wish, I wish we knew them. Yeah. 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 And, and they uh, are, they still, they are still alive, although they, they were married and now they're divorced, I've read. They're from Canada. So they were a Canadian sure. uh, folk duo. And, and you remind me of them. Real tight harmonies, wonderful blend of voices, very beautiful. Thank so, you. good job. That's a Thank great you. sound. So, you're touring around the country. You're out of Mass, Worcester, Mass, or? Uh, south of Worcester. South of Worcester. Yeah. And you've got this thing you do called Foot Supporting the Arts in Small Towns, a walking tour. Can you tell us a little bit about that before you do your second song? Yeah, this will be the eighth year since 2010. 
Uh, Rand and I and a group of musicians have been walking across the state of Massachusetts each June, organizing free community concerts in support of the arts in the towns that we visit, and to also help raise awareness of green spaces and walking trails across our state. And we walk to each concert with our instruments and about 50 pounds of stuff. And we put on a concert each night which showcases local talent that we put in the program. What a great uh, that's a, let's that's give awesome. them a round of applause. That's amazing. That's a great idea. How did that get started? Uh, it was just a crazy thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, our it first is. year out, uh, the second town that we performed in, we were their first concert in 20 years. Because they wow. just don't get to those little towns. I guess not. No. And we know. said, you know what? That's sad. We got to make sure that doesn't happen again. That's so cool. Do you know that, that Pete Seeger, God rest mm-hmm. his soul, but Pete Seeger had a boat caught and probably still exists and functions, the Clearwater. Yeah. The Clearwater was a river thing down the Hudson River, uh, bringing mm-hmm. attention to cleaning up the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. Catfish, owner of uh, Folk School Coffee Parlor, and I and some other people have talked about a river tour on the Ohio River. That would be so cool. With a barge yeah. of some sort and packing that barge with a lot of performers, just like your idea. Jerry Springer would be there to kind of help draw the crowd and MC. Mm. And when we rolled into those... He doesn't have to be. <laughs> you know, he also said last I, week, and you're doing sink. it too, Megan, yeah. we're running with the bulls in Pamplona, Spain. Sure. Yeah. All right, so she's in. Sure. So okay. yeah. Anyway. Um, I can outrun Jerry, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, well, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah. That, sure that's a great a idea, friend. and these Thank other you. things are kind of akin to that, and uh, we might, as they say, copy that idea. Yeah, I think people really gravitate towards these unique forms mm-hmm. of touring. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if we happen to be walking along the road and people see us, because we've got these big bags and we're lumbering along and we've got instruments kind of swinging around No support around crew bringing vans no with your stuff yeah. you're no, carrying. Last year we hiked, if you know Massachusetts at all, we got the Cape Cod that sticks out into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So we walked the whole arm of the Cape, 140 yeah. miles. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So but pe- a, a limo could go there, though, right? <laughs> it could. It actually, it's, it's always really depressing, actually, because sometimes when we get to the end of our trek, it's sometimes in the direction away from our house, and when we get the ride back to our house, it takes only about 45 minutes. And <laughs> yeah. We were out for two and a half weeks. Yeah, it took yeah, us yeah. two weeks to walk all yeah. the way here. Good but point. yeah, it's good to slow down, and it's good nice. to, uh, you know, just kind of meet yeah. people, and when they hear what we're doing, you see this little twinkle in their eye, like, what an amazing thing, you yeah. know, to, to be able to inspire them and, and say, you know, well, come to the concert, and if you can't make a dark concert, then pick a different one in your town and go yeah. to that. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. All right. Do uh, you. you have a song here, uh, also original song, called Last Tree Standing. Would you do it for us? Yeah. Uh, we sing a song. A lot of songs, this one in particular about personal responsibility and just making sure that the decisions that you make in your life, they will affect other people. I could have used that song a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. I really wish we could just like be our opener everywhere we go. I think it's a really nice. Oh, that'll set a tone. Well, it it, it definitely makes us appear a bit more positive. (laughs) Have some heavy material. So this is called Last Tree Standing. Mark and Rayanne. Someone's ceiling, your ceiling, someone's floor. 
come back that is Beautiful. you'll have to pay your own way but no <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are fantastic you, got Honestly, it's you, you teared up a little bit didn't you it's a cold <laughs> outstanding great. guys yeah. thanks so much for coming yep. by yep. take us out on uh down by the riverside and the whole mood could get spoiled because jerry springer now is going to join you on this in the second verse the last tree yeah, this is the this going to be the last tree standing here we go mark and rayanne gotta check out their music mark and rayanne.com 
Rayan, R-A-I-A-N-N-E, markandrayan.com. Down by the river. Gonna lay down my heavy load. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Gonna lay down my heavy load. Down by the riverside and study. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. Jerry Springer. Gonna lay down my sword and shield Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Gonna lay down my sword and shield Down by the riverside 